Yes, we are back. We're back. We're back. We had a little interlude and we're back with our second guest. So thank you for still tuning in to Talk and Tea. I am Yeye and I'm really, really happy to introduce my second guest for today. Her name is Leah Rye. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, everything's all right. I'm decent. You got here okay. Yeah, you know, journeys are a bit wild these days. but Journeys really be journeying. Like, really be out here, like, having, getting you. But Mm. you made it here. And I'm so, so thankful for you to be here. So I know you are an amazing artist. I've listened to your music and you are sick. So I know you are pop. You describe your sound as alt pop rock. Yeah, alt pop okay. rock. Okay. Yeah. So how, I guess obviously that's alternative pop mm. rock, but when did you kind of start getting into that like genre, would you say? I'd probably say from when I was 10, because, mm. okay, interesting story. I used to be a video editor, so I used Ooh. to like edit loads of things and like clips and stuff, and through that community is where I found that kind of alt rock side of things and that's when I started to develop my own taste in music because before it'd be like the main pop charts at the time but then through that online community and through like having to do different edits to different songs my musical horizon just expanded so Mm. yeah that's how I kind of got into that Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So I want to like, let's start at the beginning. Mm. Okay. So Leah Rye, you're, how old are you? 18. Okay, guys. She's only 18. Like, you're really a baby out here putting out your music at 18. I'm like, do your thing. Do Mm. your thing. So when did you start making music? Ooh, okay. I've been writing since I was eight. I wrote my first song when I was eight years old. Ten years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? Do you remember? Yeah, it's called That Way. I would fully release it if I could. I don't was think it a that. full song? So like start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I, I think you should release it. And it's kind of on this whole pop rock th- emergence that's oh coming my God, up right so you, now. Even at eight, you were like, this is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to write a whole song. I've been waiting for this style to come back around. So <laughs> when I heard it in the charts, like with Willow and all that stuff, I was like, yes. like it's my time. <laughs> yeah. It's my time. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, I wrote my first song when I was eight and then I released my first single when I was 15 oh, with, okay. with a song called Novocaine and I wrote that when I was 12. Oh my god, you're a little like prodigy out here. <laughs> like a baby musician. Okay, yeah. so what was um that first song like? How did you even record it at such a young age? Like Right, so I wrote it when I was twelve and then when I was fifteen I like went to school with a bunch of creative musical people and I asked some of my classmates, I was like, Hey, uh, do you wanna do you guys wanna come to the studio and help me record this? So yeah, they all agreed. So I got live drums, bass, keys and guitar and we all went to the studio, eight hour day, recorded the song and Oh wow. Yeah, so I that that was kind of prompted on by I was randomly reached out to on Instagram by a gig promoter and they said oh hey do you want to do this gig in January it was in 2020 and I was like yeah, okay yeah sure but I was like right at the start oh wow basically what who I am now and essentially mm. so I just agreed and I said sure and that was maybe back in like October November so then 
in December, that's when we went to the studio and then recorded it and then rele- I released it in at the start of January before that show. So that okay. show was the thing that really pushed me to be like, you mm. know what, I could actually release yeah. what I have written here. That's amazing though. That's a very short, like journey yeah. and that's sick that someone even reached out to you and you were like so new to like making music mm. and you actually got someone being like do you want to perform you like yes yeah. <laughs> did you only have like one song then or you know did i didn't have anything out in terms of my own music i just it was me and my little instagram page and i just posted song covers and i like that though whatnot. i mean that's a that's a really really great place to start mm. it's covers i think I mean, I feel like back in the day, so many people were getting signed from Insta, like yeah. doing covers. That's amazing. Okay, so then you started writing when you were really young, mm-hmm. releasing music at 15. And how many singles have you released like so far? Uh, I've released three singles so far. So that first one back in 2020 and then this year, two more habits and one track way. And then my full project. She already got an EP (laughs) out. She said, I'm not wasting no time. EP. So how was the whole process of putting together an EP? It was wild. Really? Um, Yeah. Because essentially I'm the only musical one in my family. So in terms of finding a recording studio, finding people to work with, just figuring out my own sound and style it was down to me so like organizing all the sessions and everything so my EP is basically a highlight reel of songs I wrote from maybe 12 or something up until 17 so I just kind of like cherry picked the ones Mm. which I liked the most so I already had a lot of the chords and like the idea and I made really bad demos of each song essentially and then I just brought it to the student I said hey um this but better so uh that's how it kind of that's how I kind of worked towards it but obviously there's been a whole lot of changing like I worked with quite a few producers on this EP um had some live work done by some of my um friends at school so yeah it has been a wild journey um, I feel like it sounds really fun though did you enjoy the process or were you like this is stressful I feel like up until a certain point I was like yeah this is so fun like I get to record my own music and I'm finally putting what I want out there but then um I think I'm sort of a perfectionist in a sense so when it comes to me focusing too hard on something or this isn't right or something isn't going wrong when it got to that point I was like yeah no I'm slightly fed up mm. but I think the recording side was fun the promotion side that I've been doing planning from uh, I'd say December last year and carrying it out to May of this year that was brutal really <laughs> okay was, let's talk about that because yeah. I yeah promotion is a lot and I know that I think you said before you were just doing it yourself. Yeah, everything. One woman yeah. army. That must have been a lot, especially yeah. your first time. Mm-hmm. So, what would be like the hardest? What was the hardest thing? Probably just finding the time to do everything because I'm 18. It was year 13, final year. So I had my oh, exams gosh, yeah. as well and my final projects. So just call, emailing people calling up this studio hey can you do this photo shoot um reaching out to certain projects that can help out uh finding extra 
ways that people could help me and just running to all these places up and down whilst doing my school work whilst oh my yeah, gosh yeah it, it was it sounds yeah. insane I don't know how you did it and stayed sane but also I'm like congratulations Thanks, because you actually put out something by yourself promoted it by yourself I think I would have had a, a breakdown and just given up yeah. I'd have been like no there, I can't were, do it anymore. there were a few tears along the way but, but that's I'm, fine yeah. you have the, as long as you have the tears and you carry on mm. then then that's fine yeah. and I feel like promotion especially nowadays with like social media in a way it's like easier because mm. you can put yourself out that without having to have like a label or a manager but then it's like there's so much yeah. that to find your like kind of niche and to get yourself noticed mm. around all these other artists that are doing the same thing, it must have been difficult. Did you yeah. do you feel like you kind of had like a trick that you found in terms of promoting yourself that worked, or would you say there was like a site or a certain platform that you found easier to like get oh, yourself yeah. out there? Instagram, even though that's not really like the go-to that artists go to in terms of promoting a new single compared to TikTok. Instagram is my home. I understand Mm. how it works and I just find it really, really easy to use and I know how to get results and and if something doesn't work, I know why it didn't work. So I feel like with TikTok, for example, it's kind of like... um, a stone throw in the water, just see how far it goes and if it sinks, you don't know why it sunk. So um, it's... I just quite like Instagram and that's my safe space, but... You, have, you know you have to keep up with what's going on right now so I've been delving into the TikTok world I'm still kind of experimenting with what I'm doing and what my stance is on that platform mm. but I feel like I'm doing okay what's doing well for me right now is kind of like mini, mini vlogs of wherever I go so I'll be like okay. do this or do this and that's then, yeah. really good like um, on TikTok yeah those are doing and on Instagram those are doing really well for me so I feel like yeah TikTok for me and I used to say oh it's because I'm too old but then I realized no it's not because there's so many people (laughs) that are my age that still use TikTok and I'm like I was like no it's for the young generation it's fine it's not for me I think I'm just like really bad with technology Mm. and I was like trying to edit a video once and I was like I don't understand this. I just gave up. I was like, I can't do it. But TikTok is such a good way, yeah, to like promote yourself. Yeah. But do you think like, because it can be very gimmicky. Yeah. And so it's hard to not kind of fall into the trap of doing gimmicks. Have mm. you found that hard to just kind of stay like rooted to what you actually want to do? Yeah, I've, I kind of, I kind of tried. I didn't see, didn't see bit to be like, okay, let's see what these friends are doing. But no. No, no, not for I, you. It's not for me at all. I can't. I don't know. It will get to a point where I feel like it will get a bit soul crushing if I keep oh, doing those things. So yeah. I'm just going to stick to my little vlogs for now and see but if those, I come up I, with. And if they're working. Yeah. And I feel like those are really good. Like I love watching those sort of things and like seeing the behind the scenes, mm. especially as a musician. Like if you're not in the music industry, you really would not know what actually goes mm. into going to a gig and like rehearsing yeah. and making a holy piece so it's like to see that from like mm. the process i really really think that's cool mm. okay so your ep what is the name of your ep fever dream fever dream and when did it drop 
the Friday the 13th of May. It was Friday the 13th. (laughs) Obviously not unlucky for you. It was very lucky for you. And how many tracks are on the EP? Five track EP. Okay. And you said you wrote it from 12? Yeah, 12 to 17. So that's quite a long... Yeah. It's a highlight (laughs) of little things. I was like, oh, I'll throw this one in. But I've got a lot more that are still a lot more songs that are still kind of stored away mm. that I didn't so there is a track on there that is called habit yeah it's on there okay i don't want to play this song and mm. uh, how would you describe this song it's kind of like an anthem either to not fall into what people think so in the bridge it's like i'll never be what you want me to be and kind of accepting that or it's accepting that other people aren't going to change. So they'll never be who you want them to be. So I mean, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and was this one of the ones that you wrote earlier or later in your life? Earlier ones. I think Habits was 14, 14. 13. Oh, so you were, you were writing deep stuff at, <laughs> at 14. Were you a deep person? I can imagine you as like a very like deep young yeah. teenager like in your vibe and just being like I think yeah I think I was a bit introspective back then usually my songs aren't based on real life they're mm. kind of just stories that I make up I'm like okay let's go but this one is a real life experience it's based on it's based on reality yeah it's a reality okay mm. so do you want to introduce your song hey everyone I'm Leah Rye and what's gonna play next is Habits Whoa. Rise and gates will fall, but the 
Yay, that was Leah Rye and Habits. That was such a vibe. I really, really love that. It's really giving me everything I thought it was going to give. Thank you very much. (laughs) I really, really love it. So as we were saying, we were talking a little bit while we were um, playing that song about the genre of kind of like old pop rock and how it's definitely not a genre that a lot of black girls Mm. are being seen to do. So have you found that a struggle as a young black girl in the UK to do this genre of music? A huge struggle because... I feel like in terms of, I hate using this word and I don't like it when labels and whatever, but in terms of urban music, I hate that, but in terms (laughs) of that music, I feel like there's a lot of support in terms of free projects or opportunities and things like that. Well, I'll also see other black people like me and they're also making music, but in terms of like um, other projects for a black person that also does like pop it doesn't even have to be like rocks just general pop music Mm. I don't feel like those opportunities are there because maybe sure I can find a place that does like rock or like pop stuff even though that is already like a small percentage but within that for me to feel comfortable and seeing people like me in there Mm -hmm. the, the chance of that is even smaller Yeah. so if just um, saying in general, I have felt a bit isolated and kind of alone in the sense of what, with what I do. Mm. So yeah, it's been it's hard. It's been hard for me trying to find a space which to so where you can fit in. Yeah, yeah. I can I can really imagine that, and I think yeah, there is so much more support for the quotation yeah. urban like mm. music. And I think it must be hard to just find a space where you can be and you yeah. can just do what you want to do and not trying to be like forcing your way into mm. into something. And I think representation just matters because it's like there's so little representation for black girls in that genre. Yeah. And we were saying before, like Willow, obviously, is kind of like... Yes. They're being pushed as like the like mainstream like mm-hmm. black girl doing like, you know, old pop rock. But... It's like there must be so many others and so many talented yeah. ones that we're just like not hearing, yeah. not seeing. Do you know of any that we can like listen to? Okay. Other oh. than yourself, of Other course. Than, okay. So <laughs> I would say, I'm going to say that TikTok really helped with this because oh, okay. there are these two artists called, one's called Della XOZ. She has dropped a few singles and she kind of makes like, oh, pop, but like kind of, on the electronic side of things and it's, okay. it's so good and then there's another artist called spider she dropped her first ep um recently and she is sick spider well. yeah spider and della xoz those two i will definitely check them out everyone make uh, sure you go and check them out where are they based are they us no uk oh they're uk yeah then definitely because we need to represent <laughs> always uk artists yeah. that is amazing i feel like they need to have you ever been to like specific kind of pop rock like gigs or anything well okay like as an artist i mean like performed oh before ah mm, no i don't think so no if if somewhere asked me to perform it's because well they already know my style but it's not like specifically it's just come and perform so it's basically anything goes in terms of there's so many like 
more like R&B yeah. nights or like hip hop nights or something yeah. like that. It's rare that you... I mean, I'm sure obviously they they happen, mm. but I think especially you as like a solo black singer, it yeah. may not be that kind of space that you are like... Yeah. I don't know. They may not look at you as someone they want to Yeah, that, that's the thing. And it's just... Ugh, I'm... I'm just really struggling in terms of trying to find those places. If, if anybody knows, honestly, any places, yeah. If people know, like, make yeah. sure you hit us up. Hit, yeah, for real, up, please. Because I would love, I would love to know and meet more creative like creatives like me. Mm. And I kind of, well, as a long term goal of mine, I really want to set up that community. Community start. Yeah, I've. It's something that I've been thinking about for quite a while. Because I think maybe in March I was actually no oh, in March I was in B- on BBC Radio London. Shout out! Forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> she was like, "This is my first radio." Yeah. I've been on the whole BBC. I thought, I thought it <laughs> it was on the phone. It, was, it wasn't like in person. Exactly. This is so much yeah, better. This is a lot different. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was on that, and I really spoke about kind of how the UK hasn't represented those artists that are like me, even down to Google searches. Like if you search black UK um or rock artists or alternative artists, it's, nothing? it's just, just gonna be right white people instead or absolutely nothing. <laughs> they were like, wait, did you mean white? <laughs> it's it's all the way down to like even the data perspective because um another artist, Rachel Chinoriri she is an indie pop artist. However, sites and blogs and promotion sites, they're labelling her as R&B. So even the artists... Oh, wow. Yeah, you see the issue. So we could be out there, but since these yeah. people are labelling us as... That is crazy. Yeah. And it's just purely because she's black. Literally. Like... You don't even listen to the music. Like, it could be the furthest thing from R&B. And it's like, yeah. oh, black girl, yep. Yeah. Yep, R&B. Literally. But I also hate the fact that they've now, like, they're grouping a lot of stuff together. Mm. So, like, pop, R&B. Yeah. Rock, grunge, or whatever. It's yeah. like, no, everything, it, it, it can be separate. It's okay. Mm. It's okay for it to be separate. Mm. So, I think you're right, though. I think you need to start and create your yeah, own Yeah, thing. I'm thinking about it. But I feel like after the EP, I was like, let me just rest for a little bit. And then Break. I'll see how I can tackle it. Because I feel like it's a really big... It task is. And I think, like to do it by yourself on. oh god no like, it, it would be a lot but I mean if you've got the brains for it like in terms of you've got the idea what you mm. want to do then to execute it yeah you just need like maybe like a team mm. to find like-minded people um but I, I definitely think do it because it's like yeah. if there's nothing out there then you've just got to do it yourself mm-hmm. like Basically, instead yeah. of trying to like knock down like doors just create your own yeah, door yeah like, do your own thing yeah i will be supporting for sure if you, you if you do thank you very much <laughs> but have you been gigging a lot then like since you've started putting out music i've done a few gigs i kind of find gigs slightly stressful it depends i love performing but if it's like with a band and like organizing the rehearsals and oh we have to do this and this day i find mm. it slightly stressful and also these promoters which are a bit shady some oh god yeah a lot of <laughs> them can of, be yeah. like in terms of the tickets that you have to sell and um the, the ones that are like oh you need to pay 
you need to sell this many tickets in order for you to even be on oh yeah i'm not like yeah honestly i think if places that do that just don't even bother doing it it is ridiculous such a scam and it's so unfair yeah i've definitely done that in the past as well like i've (laughs) definitely been there like oh my god i'm gonna sell the tickets yeah and it's just it's just actually it's just horrible Mm -hmm. because it's like they're literally saying like you are only worthy of performing if you're giving us money basically Yes. Sorry, no, stay away the, from them once. Yeah, the world <laughs> of promoters in this London town is very scary. <laughs> so In the good um, old London, you it need is to, wild. Yeah, you need to be careful out there. But yeah, I've done a few solo performances nice. here and there at um, a few different venues around London. And if, um, I think I've done one, two, three band ones. Oh, so yeah. when it's in a band, it's all your own stuff just with the band, yeah. like full, like drummer, yeah. bassist. That's really cool. I love like full, full, Thanks. full bounds. Um, when you do it by yourself, is it just you and? Uh, it's yeah. either me and backing tracks or me backing tracks and my bass because I also oh, you put, play yeah. bass. Oh, I love the bass. Yeah. I, I honestly, if I could play any instrument, it would be a bass. Or yes. keys, but like bass is just like no, not keys, bass. <laughs> You're like go for the bass. Yes. The bass is just a sick. Like the, the bass really carries so much of us. Though mm. people don't, it's underappreciated. That's yeah. the thing. The bass is so underappreciated. Yeah. So when you usually um, gig, are you doing like how many songs do you do? Like are you doing like a long set, short set? Well, it just depends on what the what they offer you. Yeah. So. Mm. I feel like the longest set that I've done so to so far is thirty minutes. Next Wednesday, I am doing an hour set, which is Ooh, a task. We, <laughs> um, we're getting we're getting up yeah, there. We're getting up yeah. there. She's doing gig gigs now. Mm-hmm. Like really, where is your gig next Wednesday? It's, Please tell us. In Brixton, at, it's called Live at Lost. It's kind of this rooftop. Bye. Yeah, it looks really cute. So I'm excited for that. But an hour is long. Is it just you? Yeah, literally just me. Yeah. An hour, you know what it is? Not to scare you. Mm. Because it's gonna be fine. (laughs) But an hour does sometimes feel like a long time. Like I feel like you'll get about halfway through and be like, Yeah. God, I've still got half an hour left. But you've got enough songs to like Yeah, I have you know, I'm kind of debating. I'm like, well, I could talk more in between mm. songs or I could have as many songs as possible I have um, the minimum amount to fill the full okay. hour so I'm just kind of like if I don't feel like singing too much it depends how just my voice talk. is on the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking do you like talking to the um audience uh fake it till you make it that's my response to that one <laughs> Look, i don't um, like it but i'll, I'll do I'll it do and it. i'll pretend. I'll, yeah and i'll do it and i'll eventually get better so, yeah, because yeah, I um I used to hate it, mm. and I admire yeah anyone that can do it. Yeah. And I feel like because to feel it, time because you can talk to the audience, and sometimes it feels like you've been said like one thing, mm. and then it's like okay, I'm going to sing another song now because this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone, okay, make sure you go and check out. So it's Lost. What is it called? Live at Lost. Live at Lost in Brixton. Yeah. Wednesday, which yeah. is I don't know what day that is, but Wednesday, next yeah. Wednesday, what time? Seven to eight. Seven to eight. Yep. 
rooftop vibes. Yeah. So if it's nice weather, even if it's not, still go. Mm. But definitely, I'm sure it's still going to be nice oh, weather yeah. because we're, you know, global warming <laughs> and all that. So just get yourself to a rooftop in Brixton yeah. after work. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, definitely a shout definitely is it free or ticketed no it's free you just then you, ain't nobody got no excuse yep. <laughs> it's free like come on how many times do you get free stuff nowadays yeah. it's it's very very rare <laughs> very <laughs> rare so do you have plans for kind of more eps i know you said you're taking a break mm-hmm. obviously the last one was very stressful but what's your next kind of move gonna be well i've already started thinking so okay i'm not acting currently but i'm thinking and mm-hmm. i've got things planning set up. yeah so i feel like the next few singles i already have an idea of the next two are gonna lean more into the rock like actual i'd say indie rock vibes i feel like this ep was a bit more on the alt pop and the alternative side like with the lead single fever dream it's a bit of a weird one in a sense but i really love it it's my favorite one on the track but with the next the new music will definitely more into the rock side of things which i'm quite excited about i'm i'm very very excited about that as well so you've got stuff recorded or going to be working so i've got one song kind of recorded recorded but i need to re-record it so I've done that live with like my bands and stuff and people really, really love that song. Mm, nice. So that's going to be coming out when it comes out. And then the next one that's fresh and that would need to be recorded. So, yeah. I'm so excited to hear that. And I'm excited for the more rock. Yes. The rock vibes. <laughs> so you just want to put singles and then... Mm, and then I'll see what the next project looks like. But I think it's going to go into that direction of the more rock. Okay, and then an album? Oh, you know what? Plans? I mean, not right now. <laughs> not that I can. You're like, right don't now. rush me. Please. Yeah, no. <laughs> Once this isn't a one one woman show, then maybe. <laughs> I'll yeah think about. maybe some support yeah then we can think of it mm-hmm. yeah because also we were saying yeah she, she does everything herself Leo is a one woman brand basically yeah. and do you think you could see yourself soon kind of with management or label or would you do one or the other well management is the first step like you need a manager you can't really just jump to a label but definitely this experience has taught me that you need help. You can't do all of this by yourself. And I feel like recently people have really fed into this whole hustle culture thing of you got to wake up, you got to do this yourself. Nobody's going to be here for you. Oh, all 100%. Of that. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's not it's not a great mentality because you need to collaborate, you need to work with people. And honestly, working in groups with people who, who have good intentions, because you need to vet people before you, like, let them know your art, because that is really important mm-hmm. to me. So once you find a team of good people, then, yeah, work with them, because you there's a certain point that you can do any, everything yourself, and then after that, yeah, in order you, to progress, you have to have that help. And yeah. Honest, yeah, if you really get the right people, it mm. can be it can be so much easier, and it yeah. can kind of be like a seamless transition from doing it yourself mm-hmm. to having help. It's just, yeah, getting the right people. Yeah. Make sure you don't rush it, and don't, you know, sign any contracts without... Yeah. You know, yeah. really thinking mm-hmm. it, but I think also you—you you seem like you've got a good head on your shoulders. Like Thank you've done you. this all yourself. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're going to rush and find a manager who Thank actually you. is like not 
you yeah, know, got your best interests at yeah. heart. You don't, well, you don't ever look for managers if they're just supposed to come to you. So, yeah, apparently. I'm but. Just, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I think I have heard stories of people that have like actively approached managers. Really? Yeah. And sometimes in that way it works because it's like you've looked at somebody that you like and mm. they manage other people that you like. And then you're like, oh, actually, this is like something I could see myself mm. doing. I don't know how often unsuccessful it That's is. True. And they're actually wanting yeah. to work with you because they're probably busy. But, yeah. You never know. It could happen. True. And especially, I think, at, like, gigs or something. Like, sometimes you see a lot of managers that come down and just, they'll be hiding in the just background. Chilled, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just gotta, like, find them. Mm. So, um, obviously, yeah, manager first. And yeah. then a label, would you want to be just an independent label? Would you go to a major label if it came across? The- I mean, it, uh, it depends. Uh, recently, I've kind of had this realization that major labels aren't all that bad obviously you have to be smart about what Mm -hmm. you're doing and what kind of deal you're getting into but if you find a label that has a roster of artists similar to you then yeah it could be a good help and obviously major labels they have like huge support and backing and they can like push you into certain places but if even if you look at the charts nowadays these indie labels they've got some iconic mm-hmm. artists at the indie one so yeah i i don't i honestly would prefer being in an indie because starting out the deals are way better. So indie labels yeah, are usually sure. like 50-50 whilst managed, whilst not management, sorry, whilst major labels are like 80-20 or something. And that just depends on the deal. So for example, say you start off at an indie label and you build up a fan base of doing really, really well, then you can transition to a uh, distribution deal with a major label mm. and then the split will be in your favour. So I feel like an indie up to a certain point and obviously if I still like the team then I'll carry on but if I want to change then I would get a distribution deal with a major label so that makes a lot of sense and it sounds like you've actually looked into it quite a bit which is good it's very good to know actually what you're doing yeah yeah so when you put out like your music by yourself, in terms of all that business mm. side, like how did you find that? Did you know about like distribution deals or like how you put out, you know, stuff legally and everything? Uh, um, well, with my first single, I put that out when I was 15. I had to figure out a few things like in terms of DIY distributors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I had a an all right base of knowledge then it got to these singles and I thought oh well there's a bit more they need to learn about like barcodes I didn't know you had to buy barcodes for your music (laughs) let me oh god um, there's so much I feel like people who are not in the industry will be like what yeah you're thinking that it's online so why do you need a barcode well you still you still do you still gotta get one (laughs) signing up to all of the performing rights societies and just sorting out the metadata, the metadata on the track too. So yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot more in terms of the admin side and whatnot for my music, which I'm really grateful for. And I think I'm in a pretty good position, a way better position than I was when I was 15. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I learned, I learned I a lot. I can imagine. I mean, but that was only three years. Like sometimes yeah. it takes people a long, 
a long time, a lot longer to kind of figure this this industry out. <laughs> and I know, obviously, you know, you can never learn everything. You, True. You know, it's constantly yeah. changing and you can still keep learning. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you're already, like, you're focused yeah, no. and you kind of have an idea. The difference is huge. Even if you see my, if you saw my pitch emails when I first released my single, the first single, I'll be writing the, to blogs like, hi, my name's Leah, please listen to my song. <laughs> Something along the lines of that. Yeah. It was a bit better, but... It was a bit tragic, those <laughs> pitchy emails. But you got to start now. somewhere. And sometimes it's, it's, it's just funny. <laughs> you can look back then and just be like, oh, look what, look what yeah. I actually thought was acceptable. Yeah, and I got, then look what I'm allowed. <laughs> I got two features though, so thanks to the blogs who actually... It can't have been that bad then. <laughs> I'm sure you're being like harding yourself. I'm sure they were actually fine. <laughs> I mean, if you actually got people to reply and actually post yeah. like, yeah. I'm sure it was oh, good. Well, they were just yeah. like, yeah, actually... She good. good. She good. <laughs> so I want to play another one of your songs. So this song is called Blue Midnight. So yeah. tell me a little bit about this song. Blue Midnight is, I'd say, the sequel to the first single, Novocaine. Uh, I wrote it as part of a school project. Oh. Was, yeah, we had to write two songs. Oh, that's a good school pro- What school was this? <laughs> I went to the Brit school. Oh, like makes sense. I was like, wait, what school are they making you write songs? <laughs> like, what? Okay, makes yeah. perfect sense. So it was a school project. I had to write a song and I thought, okay, cool. But we kind of do this thing called object writing where you just write nonstop for five minutes and it came out from that. I love that. So how old were you? When you that was it? 16, 17. So that was, I think that's the second to most recent song. On the EP. Sometimes I forget that, wow, like 16 is only two years younger than 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are, it means you were going through school in the pandemic. Yeah. It was oh during the pandemic God. that I wrote that. <laughs> that must have been so hard. Yeah. I do not envy anyone that, that had to go through that. Mm. So this was the project of a school yeah you know the outcome of a school project yeah pandemic school project yeah <laughs> but now but now it's sitting on an ep so it, it's obviously it's obviously worth it so this is leah i and blue midnight
Yes, that was Blue Midnight by Leo Rai. Ooh, that, I really like that. It was like uh, ethereal. Mm. Really, really, really lovely. So that was another track. Is that on the EP as yeah. well? Yeah. So they're all, they're all on the yes. EP. And um, yeah, we were saying before, she's just got a lot of amazing, amazing music. It's just really, really, really nice to just hear something like different. I think I mean I am very much a like R&B person but I really do love alt rock Mm. and I am like I need to listen to more of it I think I think you've inspired me (laughs) have I just been inspired no I'm like okay I'm here to spread the alt I really think you are because I really I can imagine people seeing you at gigs and being like maybe at first like oh I don't know if I'm into this and then actually being like because I really I remember like uh, when you sing your music before I like listened to you I think I listened to your whole EP just mm. out and I was like oh, I never would have thought I would have done that <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to get you on to just showcase yeah. like you know black girls are really out here doing rock music yes. and killing it as Thank well you. killing it <laughs> and any promoters out there any people that have venues whatever like you need to put on more rock gigs for black yeah. people just in general mm-hmm. because don't get, don't be scared to to let them in your the market spaces. is there we are out here really yeah. i mean someone could make a lot of money from doing like a specific black yeah. rock night i mean it's, it's someone whoever's got the money yeah. start it out because we ain't got the money right now yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> me, but i will be there to support you exactly you and then you're also going to get your own um project yeah yeah up and going which i am so excited for so where would you say you're gonna see yourself in next slay let's say five years where would you want to be in the next five years uh, um okay i'd say one have a manager please yeah. um mm-hmm. two maybe sign to an indie label that would be cool three kind of doing uh small ish festivals like the great escape and mm, like, yeah. things like that I, I really want to go that is an, that is a goal and the next two years great escape have to perform there I can see that and uh, probably have the next EP out also lean more into my songwriting because uh, I really, really love songwriting and not even with my own music like as in collaborating and writing with other artists I'm okay. really really I really want to do more of that so okay yeah. That's, those are very good goals very very good goals and I feel like all of them are very achievable so if I was time I want to see you you'll come back to talking to you mm. and you'll be like yeah 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 I, I hit them all I hit all them targets I hit them all <laughs> 
No, thank you so much for coming, Leah. Thank it's been you guys lovely. for having me. It's been, uh, anytime. It's a pleasure. <laughs> um, so what is your social media? Let everyone know where they can find you. So my social media is, well, my Instagram is Leah Rye. So that's L-I-A dot R-Y-E. Yes. Uh, Make sure you t- spell yeah. it right. Yeah. Okay. It's not L-E-A. Yeah. No. It's no. L-I-A dot R-Y-E. And that is the same as my TikTok, just without the dot. And YouTube is also Leah Rye. Let's see. Quick Google. You'll find everything. <laughs> Google her. Just, just Google her. Have you got videos out? Um, not in terms of music videos, but like live performance videos. Okay. Yeah. Any music videos going to be coming? I mean, if the budget appears. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got to get that. Uh, I got to get that money up first. Yeah. And then, yeah, mm. I feel you. Like, take time take time you've just yeah. done an ep so you've got you got all the time in the world mm-hmm. so yeah everyone make sure you check her out because she is such a vibe and the gig is next wednesday yes. so if you're around in brixton and you just want to get drunk and listen to leah yeah. then go and do that <laughs> Yep, come along, please. <laughs> come along and vibe. Okay, this has been Talking Tea with Yeye on What's Live. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will be back very, very soon. Don't miss me too much. Take care. <laughs>